Hey all, Champ here. Thanks for your patience. We are coming back. We've got some episodes recorded. Uh, We're getting some guests lined up to come into studio uh, again. So thank you for your patience. I I hope that you have gone back and listened to our other episodes. If you haven't, uh, you know, go back to episode one, check it out. Uh, We're likely going to have a little bit more of a delayed release schedule until this whole COVID thing gets figured out. Uh, But we do have some things recorded that we're going to be dropping over the next little bit. So thank you for your patience again. Um, before we jump into this episode, I have a few corrections to make from this episode. Uh, <laughs> Kingsbury and I spent some time talking about a comedian we called Matt Wright. Matt Wright is a very funny comedian. However, we are actually meaning to talk about Matt O'Brien. There are two comedians, Matt Wright, Matt O'Brien, both very funny guys. Uh, when we're talking about uh, Matt Wright in the podcast, we are actually referring to Matt O'Brien. Uh, you should check them both out. They're both very, very funny. Matt O'Brien is the one, though, that we are talking about later, Later, who does like cheap wine reviews, and he remakes scenes from Frasier on his Twitter account. It's quite hilarious. Uh, we also really want to thank Scott Peaver. Scott Peaver has reached out, and he is doing some animations for our episodes now. You might notice uh, on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that there is a brand new uh, animation for this episode, and I think we're going to get a few more animations coming out, and it'll be fun. Uh, so thank you, Scott, for that. Uh, and also, big thanks to our friend, the friend of the podcast, a uh, good buddy of mine, goddaughter to my daughter, uh, Freddie J, who uh, set us up with a, like a new iMac, a new mic system, and it's moved us out of the murder room into my actual office. <laughs> um, so this is pretty fantastic. Uh, so thank you to all those people. Thank you again to Jacob Pollock for the music. Um, and, you know, just... Enjoy life, guys. Life is short. Enjoy it. Um, And uh, we're going to talk about going back to school today. So, yeah. Welcome. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening, good night, good morning. Whatever you happen to be picking us up, welcome back to Daddy Issues. School's back for fall. Sure is. That that good old Alice Cooper song. School's <laughs> back for fall. Yes. Yes. I think Champ needs a hearing test, but yes, school is back. Yeah. Well, for now. For now. For now. <laughs> for now. So either you're drinking because you're going back, or you're drinking because they're not going back and they're going to learn virtually, or they're going to do a combination of both. Back or to school. You're drinking because you're celebrating the fact that you don't have kids, and uh, you're like, "Why the fuck am I listening to daddy issues?" <laughs> yeah, like why? this is weird. I thought this was like a kinky thing. It's That's not strange. No. Bad review. <laughs> do not recommend yeah. yeah I love that on our Instagram page we we get a whole bunch of like random followers that are just they're, you, they're definitely like those sex bots and it's yeah. like you click on it's like uh, I've got daddy issues <laughs> I'm sure you do like, oh okay yeah. that's funny god oh gosh yeah it's been a while and I'm just gonna quickly say before we jump on in um these episodes, next couple of minisodes, are going to be released out of order just because school is back. This is the most recent one that we're recording, but we have a few that are in the bag. And 
we'll be dropping those over the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully we'll be back to recording more regularly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As the world opens up and uh, people crawl out of their Netflix comas and get back to living life. It's hard crawling out of that Netflix coma. Oh shit! Yeah. Like I, I've just kind of like started going back to work as of the end of July. Nice. And uh, it's been a gradual return, so it's been kind of like. Three hours one day, two hours the next. <laughs> Wednesday, for some reason, I've got nothing. And then Thursday ends up being like a 12-hour day. Uh, so it's like all jumps out of nowhere. Um, but it's been, it's been fun and tiring. And I'm just like, I feel like, I, I feel like this whole coronavirus thing has given me ADHD. Yeah. But a little bit definite a bit of PTSD. Also. A lot of PTSD. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> how did Champ deal with it? He sat down and played with his daughter and a lot of Disney. You can work yeah. through it too with a lot of Disney. Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. A lot of Disney and a lot of Sesame Street. That's a good one. Yeah. Been around for a long time. Fucking yeah. institution. And yeah. the thing is like you can watch like every single episode of Sesame Street on YouTube. That's right. Yes. There's like 46 seasons of it, man. 46 years it's been around. Yeah, that's insane. That's Pretty insane. cool. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Good for like them. I said, they're a fucking institution. Like, and they're on certainly HBO better than Florida State. You know, they got more reputable stuff around the world. Mm. Anyway. Florida State is responsible for more deaths. <laughs> Gosh. Florida State is responsible for more deaths from the coronavirus than the entire country of Canada. Fuck. What? What? So, if, like, Florida dies off, do we get Florida as, like, a prize for, like, winning that, like, Olympic event? Of- <laughs> is this a competition? Yeah, totally. Is this a competition? <laughs> the coronavirus comes out, suddenly, like, sports betting sites go up. It's like, who is going to be uh, killed? Or yeah. who's going to be decimated? How many numbers in decimation were you calling for this state? You got oh. over under, you got your 50, you got your all star line. Totally. Yeah, that's uh, scary if you think about that. So, that's over 60,000. Sorry. What, no, there. They're at, they're at ten thousand. Oh. We're talking about deaths. Oh, over ten thousand. I think right. Canada's just under ten thousand, but like we're talking about one state. One state. One state. One state. Jeez. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. and like that's kind of why we're like back to school is happening, and uh, you know we're we'll kind of. I think Chris and I have a little bit of differing opinions on this, so we'll get yeah. to debate it a little bit, which will be fun. And I've seen a lot of things on like the dad groups on Facebook that there's been a lot of debate back and forth. And I think a lot of that also comes down to like how you see it, how you see, how you see it or how you can, how, can you afford it? That's it. Right. Can yeah. you see it or can you afford to, uh, to pay for it? Yeah. See, and I've, yeah, that's a weird class division on that one. Isn't it? Isn't that just comes down to a big class division on that one? That's horrible. Nobody should have to have that. We shouldn't be able to have the technology that we could all do this virtually, shouldn't we? Doesn't that exist? Well, that's the thing is if we had streamlined it to be all virtual learning. Yeah, wouldn't this be bitching if out of this like crisis we actually finally came up with an interactive holodeck? <laughs> you're going to school boom into the hollow room and you're into the hollow room and everything we, we definitely only misuse it for porn oh 100 percent they'll be they'll be hollow they'll be hollow brothels okay calling it right here holographic brothels 
2050. Holographic brothels 2050. Maybe I should and run for government. <laughs> just tell them that premise alone. Holographic brothels 2050. That's uh, exactly what... Uh, Back to school's about. <laughs> Gosh. It sounds like you're a few drinks deep, but I know you're not. No. no. And half one of those gummies you gave me. Oh, yeah. Those are fun. Anyway, so... So, yeah. Feeling good. Um, we're drinking Whippersnapper today. Yep. Strawberry Blonde. I gotta get my strawberry weed in ale while it's nice and fresh. They don't carry it all the time. Um, I'm drinking their uh, Rockin' Hops uh, Double Dry Hopped uh, New England IPA. So nice. it's kind of got like the hoppiness, but because it's a, it's a New England IPA, it's got some of the tropical aromas to it too. So it's nice, it's hoppy, but it's... It's like a nice sweet hop. A nice sweet hop. Yeah. I saw somebody who is like, on, and everybody makes fun of IPAs, uh, and that's that's fair. Go ahead, make yeah. fun of them. I like it. But one guy's like, "Ooh, try my fancy IPA. I added a squeeze of lemon, so uh, it just reminds you a little bit less that it tastes like cat piss." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, <laughs> gosh, and that's this from Whipper. Oh yeah, we I said Whipper's. Yeah, it's Whipper's now. Yeah. You guys can order from them online too. They deliver. They're doing a bang up job, and it's great beer. If you're in Ottawa, their their patio is also now attached to the Indian restaurant next door. So you can go by and sit on the patio and have like Indian food. Oh, take off with them? Yes. Great. They'll just bring it up. Yeah, because it's on the other end of the little strip mall there. Every Wednesday is a bingo night, too. Free bingo. We're going to get a show back there soon, right? Yeah, well, as soon as he feels more comfortable with uh, coming back inside for phase three, and we should all be supporting clubs right now. Uh, little diner shows, independent shows, maybe can inside of the cities, but uh, the bigger breweries, for the breweries, they don't really want much inside right now. There are closed no. quarters, and we're actually going to be looking into uh, doing a hybrid type of show. So for specialty, like loyalty people who like uh, want to see stand-up comedy, who've been buying beer and getting it delivered, give them uh, reduced prices on the interior ticket. And then everybody else can buy the Zoom ticket. Yeah, they can get the Zoom ticket, right? Yeah, that's they'll be the able thing to get is the like Zoom we ticket. can uh, and come see be, the live show from your living room. And the thing is, it'll be different than a Zoom comedy show because it's not just a bunch of comedians sitting in their own like living room. Yeah, this telling is, jokes. This is this is like an actual comedy show that you can watch live. Yeah. That's right. Tune in. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like that idea, and I think that that's going to be how even I think comedy clubs might have to breed themselves breed. back. Yeah, to, like, yeah, for sure. It has to be a hybrid model like that because if we're not going to be allowed more than 50 to 75 people in a massive seating area like that, well, then we have to uh, look at the fact that people still want to do that and they can tune in and tune out. You guys can have watch parties, whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. It's, but uh, I was just thinking at the same time, comedy clubs don't make their money on the tickets as much as they make their money on the food, on the, the food, bar. The bar yeah. So, like, that might not be profitable for them to set up. No, not right away. Know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Who we're knows? looking into we'll this right away, and the onset for like Oktoberfest is kind of what yeah. we're thinking. Now, now today is August twenty first, right? Yup. Um, and uh, yesterday was supposed to be your return to the stage. I haven't gotten brave enough to get back on stage yet. Yeah. Um, and we've had August has been a traumatic month for our family, so it hasn't been like. Laughing and joy and ha, 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 to get on stage. Um, I'll maybe figure that out in October. But you were supposed to go on stage and that got thwarted. Can we talk a little bit about why that got thwarted? Because it's just insane. I'd just like to say, fuck wasps, first of all. Um, my wife got stung 
going into our trailer to grab something yesterday afternoon. Evening, yeah, late, early evening. Early evening. Early evening. She got stung in the face uh, right in her temple. And, uh, Surely not the temple. The temple. Surely the temple. Surely temple. Yeah. That's how that game plays out. That's right. The game played out is that we instantly took her to the hospital and she found out how she has a uh, late in life allergy now to bees and things like that. Wasps. Wasps, specifically. The yellow jackets were their, their cock bags. Yeah, man. Murder hornets are alive and well. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And even if it wasn't a murder hornet, it did try to murder. It did. It was like, this is our place. Go away. Go away. Well, I got news for them. They're going to meet a swift chemical death here in a couple of days. So, <laughs> <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Fair enough. We have uh, we have a yellow jacket's nest up in the tree above our backyard, and there's one particular yellow jacket that likes to come down and buzz around our heads when we're sitting outside. I killed four today, personally, on job site. <laughs> You're just like, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. One, yeah, one at a time, if I gotta get you, I'm coming for you. But uh, they're, they're quite aggressive, which means we're in for another butt-fucking winter. <laughs> <laughs> Kids will be in school. It's gonna be cold. You can tell by Chris's vocabulary that <laughs> things have been stressful for the last week. Uh, you're getting back on stage Sunday, though, right? Yes. You feel Sunday. good about that? You like? Yeah, Sunday's it's it's better than waiting. And then I'm back on stage on on the Wednesday at, at Eddie's too. I'm oh, nice. That one down, and then I thought Eddie's was Tuesdays. It's Wednesdays now. Oh, yeah. Okay. She came back after it. Uh, Wednesday's a better day, and uh, yeah, so. Nice. Even if it's a room of comics, that'd be fine. Okay. Yeah. No, should... like, yeah. So, to, and then I have uh, Trevor's Pad next month. Hmm. Yeah. Trevor's Pad every Wednesday at Yuck Yucks. That's right. Every Wednesday at Yuck Yucks. Every Wednesday Trevor's at Yuck Yucks. Um, we're actually recorded in a different room than usual. We're recorded in my office. Yeah, we sure are. And uh, we're doing that because uh, Uncle Freddy uh, gave us a Mac, not a MacBook, an iMac with no, like nice. a really cool sound setup and. This also is going to double as my work computer. So, uh, so when we do our minisodes, we're likely going to have a little, and our intros and outros, we're likely going to have a little bit better audio than we had in the murder room. Yeah, because it's like a super hot mic. And it's a super hot mic up here. The mics that we're using downstairs are not nearly as good as this mic, and definitely uh, not. And uh, there's also uh, we could acoustically wrap this one a little bit better too. But we're going to work on the murder. We're room. We're going to work on the murder room. I like the murder room. I like it being our space. Yeah. And I like to call it the murder room. I can't call my office the murder room because I'm a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, accurate. Welcome Fair. to the murder room. This is <laughs> your therapist speaking. <laughs> no, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, gosh, so, so back to school. You're Eddie and Erica. Eddie and Erica. Eddie would, would have been going into two, and Erica would have been starting junior kindergarten. Uh, we're not... Sending them back. They're going to be engaged in two and a half hours of learning in the morning virtually, and then two and a half hours virtually in the afternoon for the classroom setting. And uh, again, yeah, that's how they're going to do it. How how do you do virtual learning with a four year old in JK? I don't know. That's uh, it's not my problem. See, because no, no. Be, no. <laughs> I get I get that. Like you look at this and go, it's not your problem because also you're working during the day, so you're not home and. You know, you've yeah, got two teenagers and a man at home. So there's three three adults at home for two kids. Like, they should be reasonable. Yeah. But how do you, like, as a teacher, prepare a lesson plan for 34-year-olds that you're looking at over a computer monitor for five hours a day? 
Well, I don't think it's necessarily all 30 of them, right? Some are opting to send back, but we're being placed in that school, like in that classroom setting. Classes will resume, but there'll also be like a virtual stance to it, like a virtual... But like, so Erica's not going in for any in school. No. No, but like, so she's still going to be attached to a specific classroom that has in school, or is it going to be like, this is the virtual class. Like we've got 90 kids at the school that are doing virtual. We're splitting them up into three classes and they're virtual classes. Or is it like 15, 15 of you guys in class are in class and 15 of you guys are out. out. But then like for the teacher as well, that's a, you have to teach in class as well as online and be monitoring online as well as in class. That seems unreasonable to me. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's yeah, would you put it that way? Absolutely fucking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can, we can talk, I think that we need to talk first off, should kids be going back to school right now? Yeah, I think they should. And I know that you think they should. You're like, you're, you're of the mindset that this is more or less killing mostly older people. Yep. And, <laughs> and you're like, I don't see a problem with that. No, it's, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I, no, I just, I'm definitely have some mindset of like, Hey, you know, let's do our best here. But, uh, a herd mentality. And when it comes to at least immunity, it's going to be better than locking ourselves away. Is it not? But did herd immunity work in Sweden? I don't know how they feast. Did they go back to school? Sweden didn't close anything. There you go. <laughs> a lot of people died. <laughs> yeah, okay. So maybe some oh, like herd had to be called. That's, that's <laughs> like, I look at it and go, is, have you have you actually read any of the articles about what the go back to school was like in the 1918 flu? No. Okay. So they opened up a number of schools, especially mostly in um, lower income areas of like New York City, Chicago, D.C., those types of areas. And... They said they might as well not have opened them up because of the, the, the turnout rate was ridiculous. Those that came in, um, they, they, you were, you came in, you were, your sorry, your temperature was checked and then you were like monitored for any flu symptoms. You were sent home if you didn't have any, or if you did have any flu symptoms, you went to class if you, if you didn't. And throughout all of this, they ended up reclosing the schools. The year was nothing. Because so few people were coming to school because you get a bunch of kids into one classroom, four kids get sick in that classroom, eight kids get sick in another classroom, and 12 kids get sick. So now you've got an entire school that's quarantined because you've come in contact with kids that have been sick. Mm. And we're seeing this play out right now. Notre Dame was open for eight days and then just closed because they had 146 active cases within eight days of reopening. There's a girl in the States who took a photo of the crowded hallways because their school start a few weeks right, before yeah, us, yeah, right? right. Uh, being like, how are we supposed to be safe? And then the school suspended her for posting the photo of the crowded hallway. <laughs> and like, you shouldn't have posted any photo from inside the school and you shouldn't have had your phone on you. <laughs> and she's like, you just didn't want the shit to come out. And you look at it and go... Yeah, now that, that school actually had a bunch of outbreaks a, a week later, and that's going to happen here, too. Yeah. And we have to kind of know... The question is, will that threshold of outbreaks supersede our ability to maintain them and have a... Uh, treat them? Right? Well, and I think that's the thing, is the treatment, right? Yeah. And do we have an effective treatment yet? We've got a number of rumored treatments that are being perpetuated by certain people in the media that have been disproven by other doctors... 
Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't really know if there is an appropriate treatment. I, I get, and I've, there's some, like... Let it ride out? Well... What it, is, what it is. It's a flu, right? Is it a cold? It's a virus. It's a virus. Okay. And from what I understand about viruses, and I'm not a virologist, is that how you say yeah, so like, correct me if you're if you're like um, a chemist and I say something that's stupid here. Yeah, correct but him hard. Right, correct him. me hard. <laughs> but I believe, I think, and this is from stuff I've read about the coronavirus that the the effect of it gets less and less over time. And part of that can be antibody buildups. It could ultimately be the strain is mutating and possibly weakening, or it's becoming a new strain that might be weaker. Because we're ultimately still seeing cases rise, but we're not seeing the same number of deaths, right? Yeah, yeah. So is it that it's kind of called those that are most effective of, of dying from it, and now we're just going to have a nasty flu? Because... A nasty flu is a nasty flu, and it's, it's, yeah. it's not fun. No, but we can survive a flu for the most part. Oh yeah, for the, well, some people can't. True, uh, but like you know, the majority of society can. Yeah, right. Unless you're immunocompromised, or in this situation with the coronavirus, you have like I have serial like bronchitis and pneumonia. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an, I'm you know an ex smoker ex addict. Yeah, like, you're busy. You're an ex math addict, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check go and listen to that episode. You'll find it. It's a love story to crystal meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> la la la. No. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm an asthmatic still. I treat my lungs once a day with like a Simbacort, like a combined steroids. So, so, so yeah. like you know, I feel like I get it for us. It, we are a little bit more at risk, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm like I'm not jumping to get back on stage. Um, but at the same time, like we're not rushing to put Maddie into daycare. No, no, yeah. If you can stay back, stay back. You know. But then we're looking at this from the other aspect of I can stay back, right? Both Kate and I can work from home. We've got this really cool setup um, with me doing my office hours. If Kate is also working at the exact same time. We have like a fancy chair that I can like set up in our big bedroom, and, yeah. and no one will know that I'm in the bedroom because it'll still look like an office. Yeah. Um, so we can both be working at the same time when Maddie's having naps, and we can be home, and she can work days, and I can work evenings, nice. which is nice. But we got that flexibility. Not everybody has that flexibility. Not like our frontline workers don't have that flexibility. No. Our essential services don't have that flexibility. Our McDonald's. Uh, drive-through takeout. If you're going and dining at McDonald's, fuck you. Like, yeah, can we ahead. just seriously say if you are choosing to go out for dinner in this state and you're choosing McDonald's, you like go through their drive-through. Don't go yeah, into don't their. Go, don't go in the dining room. Fuck well, right off. Uh, yeah. Fuck right off. Fuck right off. You don't care about people. That's. <laughs> or maybe this is like your only chance to enjoy some sort of horrible luxury. Well, then you know what? It's a horrible luxury. Enjoy that horrible luxury in your car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like the rest of the world. <laughs> it's hopefully cleaner than the inside of a McDonald's dining room. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> does a fine coat of drywall dust count as clean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, fair enough. You are... Chris is a contractor. We know that he does a lot of construction work, so he is always covered in dirt. Yeah, gypsum mostly. <laughs> gypsum, <laughs> just just, just fucking, chiseled rocks. Fucking man glitter. Fuck 
you, okay? <laughs> Here's the thing. Is you call that man glitter? Meanwhile, I have painted toenails. <laughs> That's just accessorizing. Sorry. <laughs> I was getting a massage yesterday, and my massage therapist was like, are your toenails painted? I was like, yeah. She's like, that's really cool. I was like, thank you. Thank you for not judging me. It was like my niece and I compare every time we see each other. Topic of discussion. Painted nails. No. So yeah, yeah, okay. Well, okay, look. Your dad, your mm-hmm. nails have been painted before, right? Yep. Yeah, of course. Yep. Now, of course, Maddie's only one. Yeah, that's right. So that's Maddie where doesn't it's have weird skin. right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm it's digging weird. myself a hole here. I'm trying to dig myself out, and then as I'm throwing the dirt up in the air, it's coming you down. Come in, yeah, you're like, ah, it's rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of home learning you guys to be able to do with her, too, and not in kindergarten. If you don't have to be back at home, back to work or back in anything. like No. And, like, Maddie, so Maddie just had her first birthday this week. That's right. Yeah. Birthday, it was, spin around the sun, successfully yeah. done. It was it was a year ago, pretty much yesterday, that we recorded our first Minnesota. That's right. Yay! Yeah. So this is kind of like a, an anniversary Minnesota. Yeah, an anniversary Minnesota. When you get your first anniversary, you can chug a beer. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's um, we got to, I got somebody working on us uh, like an anniversary gift, sort of. We're gonna post it later. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Is, he Chris showed me this stuff. You, if we you, drop something, there'll be a new title page and everything he's got going on for us. Oh nice. We're okay. So, but we might be just for the Minnesotes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This well, I don't know. We're not sure how we're going to use them yet, but yeah, when we when we use them and only we're going to get this, this will be the section that we clip off. Or it's just us talking. About yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you guys will dig it. It'll be yeah, fun. If, fun. If you dig us, you'll dig this. If you don't dig us and you hate listening to us, then, well, then uh, yeah, you'll make be a like, fist and, I don't know, make we'll a fist, it. put up a finger. And, okay, you, you just make a fist and go and fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. Jeez. I'm trying to cut down my swearing a little bit. Oh, well, fair enough. Fair and enough. it's just one of those things where, like, I feel like sometimes it gets excessive. Sure. But what the fuck, right? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she turned oh, one. Yeah. But so this year, what we're actually doing with us being to stay at home because. You know, she gets an hour of Sesame Street a day. That's kind of like the TV time we'll give her is about an hour of Sesame Street, which is solid learning for her. Oh, for sure. She loves Elmo. We we have yeah, a, an Elmo-themed birthday yeah. party for her tomorrow. Very nice. So we got all these Elmo balloons. Kate's baking an Elmo cake right now. Oh, that's what I smelled walking in. Yeah, that's what she smelled. And uh, we got Elmo her like... smell my cake! <laughs> <laughs> we got her two Elmo dolls and a Cookie Monster doll mm-hmm. and... Some Elmo books. And, my, uh, my mom got a hugging Elmo for Erica one year. And um, she hugs it once a week. <laughs> is, is it like one of those like motorized speaking Elmos? Yep. So we were looking at some of those, but we want this to be, because she loves Elmo so much, we want it to be like an Elmo she can like take into bed and like can be her stuffy. And so we were looking across Toys R Us, Babies R Us, uh, Bye Bye Baby, which is also owned by Bed Bath & Beyond. That's a lot of bees. That's some yeah, crazy alliteration. Well, babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then Bed Bath Beyond, yeah, that's yeah. its own thing. <laughs> bye Bye Baby and Bed Bath and Beyond, it's like, that's six bees for one company. <laughs> Watch it, they also own Best Buy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true. If that's true, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, none of them in Ottawa 
had them. Wow. And so we unfortunately had to order from the devil. And oh, order Bezos. From yeah. yeah. Bezos. And the only one we could order that wasn't like a mechanical, hugging, talking uh, Elmo came from China. <laughs> and sat in customs for like a week and a half as they inspected Elmo to see if there is any like heroin up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo doesn't smuggle anymore. It, it comes out of the box and we're like, why is there some stitching around the backside of Elmo? <laughs> yeah. We thought there was heroin. <laughs> Crazy. So so we're doing that and she loves that. So that'll be like a good hour of the day. But we also we've signed her up uh, and we've been doing this for a while. Um, these French classes, like these baby French classes, because kids don't uh, develop a differentiation of language until a cut, like about two or three years old. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to teach them, uh, you know, red, rouge, rojo, they'll know red as red, rouge, rojo. They won't necessarily, like, you. they won't know this one's French, this one's Spanish, this one's English, but they'll know that red can be And then as they grow up, they'll then be able to learn to kind of differentiate the languages from there. So we've been doing online French classes with her through the coronavirus. And we're going to continue them. Um, There's a really great, and this dad's out there. um, I'm going to give a plug. uh, And right now, because she's only doing online courses, you can probably do it from anywhere in the world. Um, Un, deux, trois, petit pas. So one, two, three little feet in English, but it's un, deux, trois, so that would be one, two, three for yeah. our American listeners. Right. Petit pas means little feet. Um, if you Google like un, deux, trois, petit pas, um, and you Google like Ottawa, you'll find it. And she's doing online Zoom courses. And for her next session, mm-hmm. which starts like mid-September, uh, it's a pay what you can with a minimum of like a, or a, a $5 donation per class. So like... You're doing a two-month program for ultimately 45 bucks as a minimum. You can pay more if you can afford it, but we're looking at this going, this one we this one we can't because we're both like, she's coming off of mat leave. I'm just starting a new job and right now working really weird hours. So um, we're, we'll definitely top her up at the next one because we're going to keep her in these classes as, until she ages out. It's fantastic. She loves it. There's all these other kids that she gets to engage with and... Mm. You know, we can now we can now properly communicate with her in French and English, and she understands commands in French and English. Somewhat. Wow! So I got a super jealous, like envy boner on that one right now. That's like that's super proud. That's great. So one, two, three, little feet, guys. One, two, three, little feet. Guys. Yeah, you're not gonna find it under that translation. Nope. <laughs> you know what? Maybe what I'll do is in the description of this episode, I'll put down how to spell it. Um, and I know that Americans, you guys mostly speak English and uh, Spanish, Spanish. Uh, except for like Maine, right? Isn't Maine got like a big French population? Yeah, Maine does. Or yeah, yeah there's there's one state uh, up along the border that's got a big French population, which is weird for me because like Sesame Street takes place in New York City and New York is so close to Maine. I would have assumed that they would also have a French character. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine that character though? It came down from Montreal. It's just stereotypes. <laughs> just, just all the fucking... Not, not just Canadian, but French Canadian. 
Scary. So he's got a cigarette everywhere he goes, <laughs> and a bottle of red wine, a little bottle little of red wine, red wine. <laughs> plaid coat, Habs hat on. You know I am a professor, a professor of economics. <laughs> <laughs> when you answer right things in French, he hugs you a Joe Louis and a Pepsi. <laughs> At la belle Provence. Nous mangeons la poutine. <laughs> you will enjoy these. Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh. We actually, we have, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm into vinyl. Like, I'm into IPAs and vinyl and plaid. You know what I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you? Um, I am a lumberjack. And <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> I put on women's clothing and, and hang around in bars. <laughs> I do have the toenails for it. Yes. Well, Yes. He's, he's backing it up, guys. He's not bragging if you're backing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame about it. Like, no, why should I be ashamed of the no, things that... It's the thing, yeah, right? Like, it's toenails, too many, too many men are ashamed about, like, little things like that. Like this bitchin' long curls I got going, growing on. Dude, you are going to... You could be an extra on Vikings. Yes. Dude, you right? should... Aren't they shooting, like, season seven when this is all done? Or did they finish it with season six? Uh, I think they're still shooting. Then you should, like... You could go send to headshots in. Send, send some headshots in. Send some headshots in, man. We could get that top bun off. I just recently had some new... Uh, Headshots in. Yeah, I saw that. My the, uncle Danny did. Your uncle Danny's uh, really good, actually. He's he's cut into his uh, new hobby in retirement quite well. Are you? Do you need a refill? I do. What do you want? Uh, the Pilsner. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a Pilsner too. Pilsner for you. Pilsner for me. Pilsner for me. I still got another couple sips. It's unfiltered. We had, uh, I had, some, I had missed, I had a friend, Mr. Simon, come over Monday night. And it killed all your beer. It did, because <laughs> we've talked about Simon in the past, and we're actually going to start a segment soon called Voicemails from Simon. Yes. And it's we, just going to be are. the voicemails that we receive from Simon. And maybe if he doesn't give us a voicemail, I'll just read his long texts. Um, that that's also a part of. I think that's all I have because he doesn't leave voicemails too much with me. Oh gosh, I was, I was. I was in a session with a client, um, and Simon started calling me. And here's the thing is usually I turn my phone off when I'm in session, but because it's coronavirus, this one particular client only wants to do phone. So I'm on the phone, and then I get like 12 just Simon calls, row after row after row, because he wanted me to go see Empire Strikes Back at the movie theater with him. And I'm like... I'm not going back to movie theaters for a while, but you you need to calm your oats. But at the same time, I'm just like, take a hint, bud. Like, if I've declined your call twice, I'm not going to pick it up the third through 15th time. And he chose not to leave one voicemail and be like, oh, I'm trying to get a hold of you. Call me back. He left like five voicemails. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't go, and Amanda didn't want it back in theaters, and I kind of agree with him on that one. I I ended up having to buy a brand new phone two weeks ago when Empire was playing at Mayfair, so that was the whole family's movie budget spent on new communications. 
Yeah, your phone went down, and I had no idea. And I'd been like, we've been texting back and forth yeah. about a show yeah. that I was maybe going to go to on my birthday. Yep. And then <laughs> Heather messages me going like, hey, are you coming to the show? Chris's phone is dead. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not coming to the show. And that's why Chris has been ignoring me for three yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Google had a good run. The Pixel I, 2 had a good run. Yeah. Was, I was uh, like, oh, gosh. He's breaking up with daddy issues and just, like, ghosting me like this? <laughs> no, not at all. I just kind of ghosted the world. And I was like, hey, fuck you, world. I kept checking out on Facebook to make sure that, like, Amanda didn't post, like, Chris is dead. Stop <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I got a message. I was like, hey, can you pass this message on to Chris? My grandma died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, you're like oh, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's... It's just been a great couple of months here, I think, hasn't it? I, you know what? I think we're all gonna go back to school, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's been it's it hasn't been a fantastic couple of months by any means, but I honestly feel, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna lump you into this situation, even though I know that it's probably been a lot worse for you than it has been for me, knowing some of your situation. But we are still very privileged to be able to have what we have oh. during this time. Yes, absolutely. Because I look at my, myself even seven, eight years ago, you know, living in a one-bedroom apartment that I was paying, you know, 50% more than it was worth because, you know, Where you fucking were. rent. Um, you know, it was a nice place. I'd been there for a long time. But, like... It's one of those things where you're trying to prevent an outbreak of a, of a virus so you're not going out. And at least right now, like, I have the privilege of a house. And you had a privilege of a house. You also had the privilege of being an essential service. I get that. That might not be yep. a privilege for no, some. But, uh, but for others, it's like, I need to get out. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that. And, so uh, I was able to have space. Able to have working space. Like, if I was in my one-bedroom apartment with my ex-wife... Uh, where we lived for most of our relationship and engagement and marriage, um, I would have no space to do what I do. I, I, there's no way I could do the job I have because I don't have the privacy or the safety in a one-bedroom apartment. And, That's right. Yeah. And so like, I think about people who legitimately are struggling in this and go, I understand why you have to send your kids back to school. But then it's not about the parents because I don't think that the parents should be the ones that have to decide between money and sending their kids back to school. I think that it's the government's responsibility to step up. And, you know, in Ontario, Doug Ford just committed $20 million to hire more police officers for, like, rural and urban areas of, of Ontario when our school boards are saying, hey – we need more money to be able to socially distance our classrooms. And can you give us that money or can we stagger our starts? And they did agree to the staggering the starts. Thank God. But you know, like ultimately making things safer. I've seen pictures online of like teachers preparing that have to teach in portables and they've got 33 desks crammed in there for a 36 person classroom. Portables don't have AC. So, and not that you can really be running AC right now, like AC is just kind of going to keep feeding the air and recirculating it around. So it's one of those things where it's like, how do we do this and keep people safe? Can you think of a way to do this and keep people safe? Like, I've, I've been thinking about it for a few days, so I'll take a little bit of time because, like, I knew what we were talking about. I don't know if... Go right ahead. No, I'll ponder this. Okay. So I think that the first thing that needs to be done is if we're opening schools... 
we need to shut down other parts of our economy again. And I know that sounds dramatic and drastic, but hear me out. Shut down indoor dining, shut down, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry for this art lover, shut down movie theaters, comedy clubs, other art performances, shut down indoor bars, and ultimately do curbside pickup, like what we were doing through April and May as kids were like coming out of school. Do that as kids are going back into school, because ultimately what we're saying is our biggest spreaders right now of the coronavirus are indoor spaces, like indoor dining spaces and schools. So if we have both of them open, we're doubling up that potential and we're also doubling up all of these bubbles. Right when your kid goes to school with thirty other kids, not yeah. your kid, Chris, but no. you know you, the metaphorical your. When someone's kid goes to school with, you are therefore bubbling with thirty kids and their families, right? Yeah, we and then new. whoever they're bubbling with. That's right. And it's I get that there's a need for so- social uh, interaction. Social interaction. A lot of the clients that I'm working with right now are actively like young. Kids, adolescents, uh, teenagers, university students that are super stressed out about how they're going to manage coming back to school, going back to in-person classes or managing online classes. I've got some clients that have dropped out of school completely this year because they're like, it's not worth it for me. I'm not going to learn well at home and I don't feel safe going to school. Yeesh. Huge demographic Nazi. And, yeah. and the thing is, I think we also have to bring the kids into the conversation too, right? Do you feel safe going back to the schools? And I get that like Eddie and Erica are young enough that like, yeah, of course they feel safe. They're invincible. But, yeah. you know, as you get a little bit older and you start to get exposed to more of the world and more of what's going on in the world, um, it becomes a little bit more understandable as to why someone would become more nervous and more hesitant, especially if someone already has an anxiety disorder or a depressive disorder or, you know, even something like ADHD, which affects your attention span for, you know, being able to pay for virtual or pay attention to virtual lessons. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, there's a lot of hurdles to get through on this one for sure. Um, now, I came out with a more dramatic proposal of saying shut down bars, shut down restaurants, shut down clubs, which I don't think is unreasonable. However, I understand we live in an economy and we don't want small businesses to go under. Can you think of a better idea? Just let it happen. <laughs> it's just... And I get that that's kind of been your mentality through this, has been like, just let it happen. But it's... I don't know. I feel like... Can we sidestep something of this scale? Can we sidestep it or can we prevent... Here's the thing. is like, Can we sidestep it or is are we just trying to prevent... Are we trying to reduce harm? Right? If we look at this from like addiction terminology and we talk about harm reduction, because harm reduction is a big approach in, in the addiction world, we're ultimately, you know, when we talk about substitution, yeah. right? Some people... Leading yourself off. And- or, or managed <clears throat> alcohol maintenance programs, right? Like, yeah. like Ottawa has a fantastic alcohol maintenance program, uh, which is fantastic for weaning alcoholics off of alcohol. Um, we're looking at reducing the harm to reduce 
overdose or death or disease or all the complications that come forward that are ultimately going to cost our healthcare system more than it's currently costing. Yeah. Exactly. So we're looking now at a disease which even if it's not causing death, is still causing hospitalizations, it's causing people to go to their doctors more regularly or having to completely cut themselves off for 14 to 28 days. Which for some people with different mental health disorders could be a life or death sentence, or for some seniors could be a life or death sentence. Yeah. Is it worth doing what we're doing to say to, to like that will potentially kill another, like, let's say it doubles our numbers. Is that worth it? Like is, is going from 9,000 to 18,000 deaths something we can write off and, and look at ourselves in the mirror and go, it's okay. When in the reality is, if we close down bars, restaurants, and theaters for another two months, we save 9,000 lives. I'm being, I'm being hypothetical here. No, no, no. But you raise a valid morale, morality point, like for sure. And, and I, anything we could do should be applied. Well, I guess it comes down to, like, what are you willing to sacrifice for other people's, um, like, health and liberty and life? And... You know, there are some times when we unintentionally or without thinking definitely do things that impact other people's health, liberty, and life, like ordering from Amazon. Yep. <laughs> right? Like, you know, there are things that we do that some of we just, it gets in, and it's the only way we can manage it at the time, and we hate ourselves for doing it. Um, sometimes, like, even, like, the chocolate trade, Nestle, right? Nestle. Yeah, fucking Nestle. Fucking Nestle, right? Uh, you look at those types of things, and you go, like, but I like chocolate bars, Kit Kats. <laughs> but I like this gluttonous drive us off the edge society. Why should we shut it down for a few lives? I guess that's the, the underlying thing. I, and that's the thing. Is like I feel kind of hypocritical for, like, preaching it this way, but I guess, like, it's where I can practically see that I can save lives. I'm willing to do it, but... We also can't demonize those that have to send their kids back to school. Right. And like, I don't want to demonize people who are like bartenders and have been like relying on government handouts. Not government handouts. It's not government handouts. It's, it's, like, a, it's, it's really a payback. It's a payback. It's 100% a payback. If you've been paying into anything in the government, this is a payback. This, yeah. is, a, this is part of the reason why we pay our taxes, people. Like, don't let them make well, you feel bad about collecting CERB or EI. I took EI for a number of months through this. If I didn't have EI when I was working with unions, it, uh, it would have been screwed. No, screwed. so this is 100% a payback. And it's just it's overwhelming the system because it's so much payback at once. That's right. But That's right. It's almost like they didn't invest properly. <laughs> and it's not just one government. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's a hundred years of government because it's been a hundred years since the last worldwide pandemic like this yeah. that has really shut things down. If we'd really wanted to prevent this, I think what we would have needed to do is go on back to like March 15th and shut down everything, everything for two months. All groceries are curbside pickup, essential workers at the hospitals, but like everything. And here's where the payback is. The payback for everybody over two months versus 50% of the population over four to eight months plus. Yeah. And I think that people would have rebounded much quicker. Uh, You know, the government would hopefully at like a, a provincial level work with the federal level to, you know, cancel things like. For two months, mortgages are canceled. 
Yeah. Card payments are canceled. Credit card line payments are canceled. They're looking at you, banks. Yeah. You had the power to make this better. Did you see what the Scotia Bank president or CEO or whatever the guy motherfucker is said today? What's that? All right. I'm going to, you talk for a minute because I'm going to pull up the exact quote. Man. Yeah. No, that sounds plausible. It's a two month shutdown. Like, <laughs> I just like, just talk. Just talk. I don't know what you need to talk about. Just talk. <laughs> well, yeah. Your thoughts on this two month shutdown. I like that. Go. A two month shutdown. It would have been interesting. To, yeah. I think it would have been the, the serious pill to swallow for sure. Just an absolute two month shutdown of everything. Cause then that's how you flatten a curve when there is no curve. And then all of a sudden there's a curve come back. What happened to that? I was shutting everything down for like two weeks. How did that even... I mean... Banks, you did have the power to forgive all that. You should have just forgiven it all for a whole month. Oh, God! Stop everybody. A whole month of all the monies in the world that you guys control. You guys make the interest rate. Why couldn't you just been like, hey, everybody gets a two-month break? Okay, so I found it. Um, this tack it on to the end of the principle. This is what the Scotiabank CFO, no, so VP. VP. So Scotiabank VP and economist Derek Holt ultimately says that um, that by extending pandemic income support to Canadians costs money, which is obvious, yep. right? We know that this costs money. There's a reason why we have taxes. And, you know, I get, I even understand if taxes need to go up one or two percent, and I can be like, it'll suck. If it, even if it's short term, like, it'll suck. Yeah. But I understand why it would need to happen because this is ultimately us as a society chipping in to take care of us as a society when shit like this happens. So that's obvious. However, it goes, it dis, he also says that it discourages people from taking poorly paid jobs. Nothing wrong with that, right? Like, if, if you're making more money on employment insurance or, like, EI, or if you're making more money on CERB or whatever the payout is in your state or country for staying at home, why why should you feel bad about going back to a job that values you less? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, so, the subtitles here is people need to be better employers. Better employers. And it may be a backdoor to permanent income support. But, like, universal basic income. Universal basic income would alleviate a lot of this shit. A hundred percent it would. Universal basic income <laughs> is something that we had a pilot project running in Ontario. And then as soon and as was Dougie working, got in, it was working. It was a hundred percent working. As soon as Dougie got in, he axed that along with your other job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so anyway, but, like... I'm yeah. glad that that job is gone, though. Like, that job was so stressful. Guys, nice. he says as he drinks a beer. <laughs> So yeah, the banks. I like some uh, money. Yeah, banks could have solved it, and uh, yeah. If the, if the banks and the government were to, had been able to work together, versus the banks being like, "Hey guys, we'll offer you three months where you don't have to pay uh, your minimum payment on your credit card." Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. So I get to like not have to pay three hundred dollars over three months, despite the fact that I'm still gonna get charged for having this credit in place. Yeah. Not that here's like. People, some people do need credit cards. Like some people can't live without them. So it's it's one of those hard conversations to have because you're like, well, don't take on the debt. But I remember being a student, having books and having to buy like a thousand dollars worth of books and being like, how am I going to afford that? Yeah, I got a credit card. <laughs> two ways to an enslaved nation. One is by the sword. The other is with debt. Yeah. So I mean, that's just it. It's just, uh, pretty bleak. It was pretty bleak. I mean, I'm glad that 
Mass amounts of people haven't died, but bloody hell. Well, mass that. amounts of people have died. Maybe we've just done a better job of it here in Canada. Fair enough. And I've actually read stuff where it said that here in Canada, we are like one of the few countries that is actively promoting social distancing and not only promoting it, but actively doing it in most places. Yeah. And following the lines on the freaking floor. Following, well, I, I've, I've had... If there's nobody down it, I'll go up it. That should be kind of a rule. We should have these little stuff. But the thing is, like, out. sometimes you turn to... Like, I will purposely go down a few extra aisles to be able to come back the right way in an aisle. So that way I don't, like, turn down an aisle and I'm near the end and I bump into someone who's coming down the right way. Yeah. And there's been times where, like, the last month has been very stressful for, for my family. Not my immediate family, don't worry, like... Kate, Maddie, and I are all fine, but there's been a lot of health issues and things uh, go down. Yeah, yeah, and, and some stuff. And like, I was really stressed out, and I was at a shopper's drug mart, and I was picking up some things, and I bumped into the same lady, and I was purposely going down the right. It wasn't a shopper's drug mart; it was a Dollarama because I'm cheaper than shoppers sometimes. Yeah, uh, and that was when I actually picked up those uh, those Star Wars graphic novels oh, for you. Such good reads. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going up and down these aisles, and this lady keeps going down the wrong aisle, and she keeps apologizing to me every time she bumps into me. And the third time, I'm like, "Well, if you just followed the fucking lines on the road, we wouldn't have to keep doing this." <laughs> and like, it was it was definitely an overreaction. It was one of those moments where I was like, afterwards when I walked past. I was like, oh, Matthew, like, I get that you're stressed out and that everything is going wrong, but obviously you, you exploded at a stranger, not the best. Then she was standing behind me in line at checkout. Oh, and like, man. oh, it was just awkward. I felt really bad. But at the same time, like, if there's lines that say, go down the aisle this way, go down the aisle this way, you'd have no idea when someone's going to turn down and come down the aisle the right yeah, way. Yeah, the right way. Yeah, it's, like- it's those little tiny courtesies. Right? Yeah. So it's playing along a little bit better. It's uh, not being rushed to be at a checkout or huff when customer service breaks down. Yeah. I think I think COVID killed the Karen. You know what I mean? Like that Karen attitude of like no. give me the manager. Well, okay, so that Karen it, attitude and the get me the manager maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because, but, you know, we, Hey, I'm sorry. We're only allowed to have one staff on, so I guess I'm the manager for today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, look at the Black Lives Movement right now and see all like the white ladies that are. Oh still, fuck! Those white ladies have a clue. Those are Karens, though. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And yes, if your name is Karen, change your name. No. Don't. No. No. It's. That's, that's what Chris I and I are meaning. <laughs> Chris, now, literally, you, uh, before, gotta... before we started this, Chris said, I hate anybody that's named Karen, especially if they spelled out with a C. Before this program started recording, I said, no such thing, and I just ate a gummy bear. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You did not say such such garbage. Karens are great, for the most part. There's a... Unless you're a Karen. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're a Karen that's named Karen... Then that's a crappy Karen. That's no. a double crappy Karen. I'm not sure how I feel about all this Karen crapping right now. What, what, what the fuck? This <laughs> is also crap with a K. Right. Crap with a K. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, like you say, here we are. It's going to be uh, back to school. It's yeah. Back to school. So let us know. You know, I, I love all the engagement we have 
on our our last zero posts that we've posted over the last couple of months. <laughs> yeah, no, no posting. Actually, no, that's no, no, that's not fair. You did post on Facebook yesterday about anybody, uh, late anybody, life allergies. Anybody have late life allergies? I just yeah. kind of was putting it up because Amanda does now. Yeah, Fuck. stung in the face. Yeah, stung She's in like, the I'm face. I'm gonna garden, and now she has late life injuries. That's 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 a good one. That's a funny joke. Good one, God. <laughs> this pilsner is delicious. It sure is. I'm like I like I like steam whistle. Steam whistle is my go-to pilsner. Yeah, and I get that. That's like some people are like that's like the Molson Canadian of, of pilsners. But yeah, when it's good, it's cr- yeah. when it's super fresh, it's great. Yeah, do do and one thing really well, right? That's right. Yeah, get it there quick. Yeah, but pilsner. this this is a good like I don't even know how to describe this flavor. Pilsnery. It's unfiltered too. So yeah, well, they have their unfiltered project, right? Yeah. So yeah, flowery almost, like kind of flowery. Yeah, like um, like a summer meadow. <laughs> have you have you seen Matt Wright's um, wine reviews? No. Okay, people, you need to go to Twitter and you need to follow at Matt Wright Comic, like right now. Matt Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. He's a Ottawa comedian who's living in L.A. Okay. And uh, he's very, very funny. He's got a green screen, and he plays around with his green screen all the time. And he does these cheap wineries because he lives in California. You can go and buy a bottle of wine for three bucks. Yeah, right? no, it's super cheap. It's and like- then he'll, like, he'll pour it into a glass, and it'll be revolving with like some wine music. And he's like sniffing it and like, smells like... Twelve dirty diapers <laughs> tastes like a homeless man's taint, <laughs> and he'll go through it. And it's really funny. It's it's very very funny. And since he's been in Canada for most of the pandemic, he started like reviewing some Canadian wines, nice. which then is like ten ninety nine Canadian. <laughs> uh, and he just recently reviewed. Um, do you know Bodacious? Mm-hmm. Bodacious wine. Mm-hmm. I like Bodacious. Like it's cheap, but like of the cheap red wines, it's my favorite. Um, but they also sell it in a can, <laughs> and so he reviewed a can <laughs> of Bodacious red. <laughs> it was really funny. So Matt Wright comic. Matt Wright for all your reviews of finer winery. Yeah. So we should probably wrap this up because we're at the point where we're rambling. Yeah, for so, sure. So, you know, like, we need to know from you. Well, we don't need to. We'd like to know. We'd like to know from you. Engage with us, Engage please. With us, please. Talk to Let us. Know, Be talk. our friend. Um, are you sending your kids back to school? Why? Why not? How are things going? Like, if you're in the States and you've already sent your kids back to school, how the fuck is that going? Yeah, um, that's not how that goes. Actually, if you're in the States and you're still alive, Message us. Yeah. Let us know. We'll we'll tag you in a marked from marked safe in uh, the states. Yeah. <laughs> Florida, and, Florida double points. Yeah, flo- totally double points double for points Florida. Florida, FSU for sure. And uh, yeah, isn't that where NBA is being played right now? Yeah, but they're they're doing a good bubble, right? Like they are able yeah. to put everybody in like one or two hotels or something like that, and, and they're, they're using one arena like games are just ongoing throughout the day kind of like how the nhl is doing it yeah did you see that though this is really funny um there is a sports reporter who tweeted out the like day three or day four of the quarantine because when all the nba players went to the hotels they put them in a 14-day lockdown Mm. quarantine and you were not allowed to leave the hotel up to a certain point 
and some sports reporter goes, for those that are in the bubble, uh, you know that if you order food from blah, 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 I can't remember what it was, <laughs> you can go and grab it at the lobby. And then, like, one guy, like, one of the NBA players, like, ordered food and went down and picked it up. And then they're like, ah, you just broke quarantine. <laughs> you have to start over again. And so then, like, the news story comes out about this player that had ordered. And then, yeah, the, I heard about that. And then the sports reporter retweeted it going, my bad. <laughs> Pick it up in the lobby. Yeah. So anyway, engage with us. Let us know how you guys are doing. Let us know how you're doing, how you're surviving this. If your kids are going back to school, or let us know why you're happy that you don't have kids and you just listen to this to mock us for making that decision in our lives. Yeah. Thanks, hateful person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to be back more regularly. I promise. The next couple of episodes that we drop after this will be episodes we've recorded over the last. There's there's two. We've had two Minnesotas. Pretty much one one a month. Yeah. We we recorded a Minnesota about teeth and grinding of teeth and stuff like that and we also recorded an episode about shit and I should give an update on both of those because they were both related to Maddie um, yeah. but I can't give an, up, a, an update to those before we release those episodes yeah fair enough so yeah. um, we'll talk about that later Peace. Um, no, wait. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Email us at wegotdaddyissues at gmail.com. Um, you know, you guys are fantastic. Thank you, Jacob Pollock, for our music. Um, thank you, Freddie J. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah, thank you, Freddie J, for the mic and the iMac and this this awesome well, setup. Set up here. And, uh, um, I wish you all nothing but health, happiness, and prosperity. Yeah.